Chapter Seven of His First and Last Appearance by Francis Chapin, S.J. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Maria Therese. Chapter Seven, in which the little chances make their farewells and go to Milwaukee. When it became known through the tenement house that Isabel was fixed on leaving for Milwaukee, the good, simple people, her fellow lodgers, could not do enough to show their good will. All manner of attentions were showered upon her and the little ones in consequence of which master philip was taken ill from overeating himself many callers school friends and sisters kept her engaged throughout the day and had it not been for the services of marie and miss Devereux, it is doubtful whether the one family trunk would have been ready for the express wagon half an hour before they set out for the depot professor himmelstein made his farewells the old man as he entered wore a sad face his head was somewhat bowed, and he looked as though he had gone through a severe illness. "'This is very, very kind of you, dear Professor,' said Isabel, taking the old man's hand, and she gazed into his face with pity, gratitude, and tenderness. "'It is for me a funeral,' said the Professor, with a wan smile. "'My heart goes with you all, and it will never come back.' "'We shall write to you, Philip and Marie and myself.' ah you will not forget me indeed no we shall never forget our best and kindest friend the old man removed his glasses and wiping his eyes smiled thank you isabel thank you what is it that the great thackeray says non omnis morior i shall not die altogether if dying i live yet in a tender heart or two so i will wait for the letters till i go go yes isabel I loved no more New York. I will return to the Vaterland, and die among the ones I loved when I was a boy. Just here the children entered. They greeted the professor with effusiveness, but he did not answer in kind, though nothing could be more affectionate than his manner of receiving them. For each and every one he had a present, a pretty gold watch for Philip, a ring for Marie, and a splendid Noah's Ark for Charlie. And now, my children, you will pray for the old man who never forgets you? You bet we will, answered Philip. Indeed, yes, added Marie. Why don't you come along with us? asked Charlie. In answer, the old man sighed heavily. Isabel, he said presently, I would see you for a minute. The girl brought him over to the window. For a moment, the professor's face was working convulsively, and Isabel, suspecting that there was to be another scene, paled and began to tremble. "'No, no, my dear,' said the old man, divining her thought. "'I fight no more. I am beaten, and I—I I forgive you. But the wound is still there.' And he laid his hand on his heart. "'You don't know how grieved and sorry I am, Professor, that I had to act as I did.' "'So? Well, we will not further go in that matter, Isabel. I—I—' You are going to a strange place, and among strange people, who know you not. I know that you have not much money, and I have money that I do not use. Do not turn red, my dear. Do not shake your head. Do not be proud with an old man who loves you all. With trembling fingers, Professor Himmelstein took out a roll of bills. One would think he was about to commit a crime. Here it is, one hundred fifty dollars. Money, poof, I care for it not but I love these one hundred fifty dollars, and I kiss them with my lips, so, because they will serve my little poise and Marie and Isabel. 
the proud spirit of the girl was conquered by this knightly speech and knightly deed all his wonted awkwardness was gone as he pressed his lips to the money my dear dear friend i had made up my mind to accept money from no one and under no consideration but you have conquered i will take half of it no no protested the professor take it all or i tear what you take not into paper bits over your eyes well i take it all on one condition at the word condition hemmelstein muttered something in german his words had strengthened them and perhaps it is well that isabel did not understand his native tongue on one condition namely that i use it only in case of extreme need otherwise i shall hold it in my keeping but it shall remain yours i argue not with you said himmelstein but take it and do with it as you will and isabel write not to me i want no letters i want no messages why not because and the strong voice broke i want to forget the old man turned away good-bye children he called they came and clung to him and bade him hearty farewell himmelstein said little but he looked at their faces hungrily their farewell was loving enough but even as he turned philip took out his watch and gazed upon it with perfect satisfaction marie held the precious stone of her ring to the light and charlie was putting a pair of yellow elephants in the rear of a great animal procession so groaned the old man dismally isabel accompanied him down the steps good-bye good-bye she said bravely holding her feelings in restraint never a night never a day shall pass without my remembering the best and truest and dearest friend we've ever had so said the professor i will try to forget and isabel write me once once only that you arrive safe he walked or rather staggered away an hour later the chances were speeding on their way to milwaukee End of chapter 7